Washington is going to make it. Oh, he's not. No, he says he's oh. too tired. So. Oh my gosh, us three. Whoa, no. this is new. That's what I said to Josh. I was like, who? Who's? Are we just having like friendly banter then? Like, <laughs> who's going to be a little bit dramatic? <laughs> no, it's going to be. It's going to be me and Rick agreeing and Karina being like, I don't agree with either of you. Right. You, yeah. You both we'll, suck. We'll make this work. Believe me. <laughs> I, I can play the counter argument if needed. Rick's like using a different voice. <laughs> <laughs> mice of men, mice of men. Um, Corey Lay. <laughs> Corey Lay. Corey Lay. Oh God. Seattle, Seattle blues, Kansas city. I got this. And you can't say. I, I'm not making said. that promise. I got, I, I fucked up in both interviews today, Tony. I said it twice and like damn near brought the interview to a complete halt because I was, I told her I fucked up. Well, did somebody just join? Somebody Josh. Just what? what? Who's, who's this guy? Back from the fucking dead <laughs> like Jesus. Ranger? Dude, I tried to join the group and it was like, uh, it said, and I'm like, did you send the wrong link? I'm glad you found your way here, man. I thought you weren't coming. Well, I couldn't let Tony down. <laughs> we were just talking about like how we were going to do this. I was like, all right, come on. And Tony's like, Corey Lay. I was like, you're right. Corey Lay, Blues, Seattle, Kansas City Chiefs. All right, I fucking got this. Let's we go. channel our inner Josh. We got this today. <laughs> Corey didn't want to win against Cam. Tori didn't want to win against Cam. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you brought that into it. Like, I have to get into character. <laughs> Feel <laughs> B Josh. Are we good? Game face. I think we're Are good. We done? I mean, I don't know we're, if we're done, but we're good for now. I'm just gonna say, dude, this is this is really an honor because we don't talk like this about me. Nobody's trying to fucking be like me. We're trying to be like you. Season 40. Season 40. All-star cast. Had to run a final. <laughs> Hey guys, thanks for uh, joining us. This is Rick. I've got Karina, Josh, and Tony. And together we co-host the Challenge Fandom Podcast. And we want to welcome you guys all to another episode of the Trash Talk Roundtable. Uh, We've got a couple different discussion points that we're going to be going over today. Karina actually ran this on Instagram. So we're going to take the top three vote-getters and we're going to debate, talk shit, and give our opinion on each of these subjects. So without further ado, let's jump into the first one, uh, which is going to be who uh, is the better add-ons in cast from not real world's road rules, fresh meat. And we've got to boil down to AYTO. Are you the one big brother and survivor? So we've got a fucking, you know, three-way chair match going on in the fucking beginning. So let's get this started. Yeah. Do I have any takers for survivor as the top in that group? Pick me. (laughs) I was gonna wait on you, Tony, just because you're the expert. So, but jump in there, buddy. It's not even necessarily that, like, that they're the best competitors that have been on so far. I just think that as a whole, Survivor is a better show to pull from, just based on like the type of competitions that they run, things like that, because they do still have the 
like the alliance aspect and the social game, but they do also have the competitions that are a lot more similar to what's on the challenge than say Big Brother, where you like have to attach yourself to a foam duck and spin around 12 times. <laughs> That's facts, guys. That's I, the I extent feel, of my Big Brother knowledge. <laughs> I feel attacked as the Big Brother fan in the group, but all right, <laughs> let's 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 keep this going. So in the people that have been on Survivor that have since been on the challenge turbo is the only one who has won both but um natalie is one survivor michelle has one survivor tommy's one survivor and then in addition to that both natalie and michelle made it to the final three of season 40 which was all winners so in addition to winning their seasons they also came in second and third respectively out of 20 winners wow so, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, it's a hard one to argue. Like, don't get me wrong. I love survivor and I'm honestly like, I, so, and you know, I don't watch survivor. I need to. And I keep telling myself I need to, it's just now it's about time. Um, but I, so I do plan on, on watching survivor and I'm probably going to start on Jay's season just because of the reference. And you've told me just how wonderful it is. But anyway, I, I mean, it's hard to argue that because the survivor players just, you know, they always seem to come in and they seem to just be on a different kind of level uh, competitively and even, you know, socially. And, you know, from what I've heard, survivor is real is a very social type of game where you have to kind of have both sides of those, the competitive and you have to have the social too. And just going off of like the type of people who have come in from survivor Like they're all stacked. There's none of them really on the survivor list that, I mean, like, I guess maybe you could look at like the fact that like Michelle was sent home. What? uh, Episode three. three, Yeah. Third or something like that. You know what I mean? But again, like she's with another, you know, she's with a partner. Um, And obviously that can affect your performance in the elimination. And, you know, not to say that like it was Corey Lay's fault at all or anything like that. You know, it just, Mm -hmm. I said, not, I'm not saying that I'm not saying that blasphemy, (laughs) blasphemy from this channel. I'm just saying like, we're like 10 minutes in. Well, and it just, you know, if like people don't work together, they don't work well together. You know what I mean? But I don't know. This one's hard for me. Like this one's really hard for me because Survivor is so good. But we have what one actual challenge champ out of the Survivor cast that's that's come. But then how long has Survivor been coming onto the show? Since War of the Worlds. Or yes. Sorry. Turbo would have been the first. Yeah. 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 So like they haven't been around as long as the other ones like BB, AYTO, et cetera. Okay, well, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and take the BB argument on this. Now, Tony, you do make great points. And I will say straight off top, the casting from Survivor compared to any other show, maybe other than AYTO, because I feel like they pulled some really good solid cast members out of that for the number of cast members they pulled. Survivor is by far the strongest. They pulled the some of the best. I know there's a few that Survivor players want to see, their names escape me because I don't know who they are. So, but I do know that there are certain players that survivor fans would like to see in the challenge and think they would do really well in the challenge. Um, And for the most part, all survivor players that have come in have done relatively well outside of Michaela and Michelle, even Michelle did. All right. It was just a bad season for her to come in as a rookie, 
with that being oh son of a bitch (laughs) 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 i'll be it (laughs) you sound so funny saying i know i know jesus uh with all of that in mind i uh I'm going to say big brother based on these facts. Uh, One, the casting has been not great. They have not pulled the best out of big brother for this game. They've pulled and no offense to like Bessie and Casey and Josh, but um, who in Bessie or I'm sorry, Casey and Josh both mean winners and Amber B not being a winner. They have not pulled the best cast. I mean, if they pulled, a Dan Giesling when he was oh, in his prime, man. a Janelle when she was in her prime, um, a Tyler Crispin now, a Jackson Michi. I mean, I don't think Jackson would pass the Twitter test, but um, <laughs> yeah, not looking so hot for him. No, um, but that's that type. Yeah. With that being said, or son of a, oh my God, I really have to work on that. <laughs> With all things considered, though, if you look at it, Big Brother has now won two straight championships on her final wins in the women's side and no other group that we're discussing can say that it's a very like superficial counter but a counter nonetheless i want to hear it we've got the last two winners for the women have been Mm -hmm. big brother winners we've got amber and then we had casey yes both of them their partners were ct Mm-hmm. That's not to say that CT is necessarily from Are You the One, but I do know for a fact that a lot of the people who watch the show, when they lay in bed at night and they think about it, they think about CT and they say to themselves, Are you the one? So I think that there is like some sort of tangent, tan something, tangential connection. <laughs> I feel like we need a fucking bar graph to follow that. <laughs> Like, I need, like, track notes. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> with that being said, I don't give a shit. I'm saying it every goddamn time now. I'm done. Um, we've been interviewed Rick. for five hours. I can't stop it. Um, We're, like, five minutes in and Rick's already Yeah, I'm already off. giving up. Done. Uh, I think the strongest argument is I uh, AYTO versus Big Brother. And don't get me wrong. A lot of my true favorites are from AYTO. Yeah. I just think at the end of the day, when you're judging what's the best cast being pulled from, you got to look at the one that has the most final wins and that's big brother right now. But if Tori and somehow gets partnered with Nelson and they both win next year, I'm going to change my decision. I'm flip floppy like that. (laughs) Cause what we have, we have one AYTO winner, right? And that's Hunter. And he is he our only AYTO challenge champion, right? Yeah. And right. He, yeah. He won as far as they came in first. He did not he, win. Yeah, he got but the he title. Did not win. Yeah. He came in yeah. second place on a first place team. Precisely. Right. Oh my God. Oh, that's Poor so guy, dude. so they get like a point five win. I, I'll give him. I'll give him point eight. Half point a eight. star. Yeah. <laughs> three and three quarter stars. <laughs> That's just for those people that were born after uh, you know nineteen eighty five, but before nineteen ninety. So you're welcome. I don't know. I mean, because I don't. This one's really tough for me because I love Big Brother. Uh, obviously, you got me into Big Brother, and I really enjoy for the most part, who they've kind of brought over. I don't always like how that, how they're portrayed and how they're edited on the challenge versus what we kind of saw on Big Brother. Uh, for example, like Casey, and I know I'm going to get a lot of shit for this, but she's actually a lot of fun. And like the only reason I really know that is from 
watching Big Brother and watching like the live feeds and stuff like that when her season was on. And she's like, she's fun and she's funny and she's smart. And she has like the longest, most gorgeous hair in the world. If you've never seen it, it's beautiful. But anyway, so I love, I love Big Brother. I love Amber and all that stuff. Um, I don't know. I think as far as like the strongest cast being pulled, like you almost have to give it to AYTO because I do think that they pull better, like they cast better from AYTO than they do from Big Brother. And that's really my only argument for you on the Big Brother thing is that, yes, as of what, like less than a month ago, Big Brother now has more than one challenge or more than one. Yeah, more than one challenge championship, you know, in their corner. But a month and two weeks ago, that wasn't true. So like, it's just, it's, it's hard to just be like, oh, because they have two, as if they don't have a challenge championship. They don't have a bunch of players who have made it to the finals consistently all the time. And we can't say that about every one of the big brother people who have come in. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, Fessy, yes. Casey, obviously, but like Josh has never been there. Polly. They have been pulling from Big Brother for a smaller amount of time. I believe they have pulled less people from Big Brother than they pulled from AYTO. Oh, it's an insane amount of who they pulled from AYTO. They have damn near the same amount of finals ran if you combine multiple finals as a count, like Casey's three, Fessy's two, you know, Amber's one, obviously. Maybe I'm wrong. Polly's finals. Anyways, with that being said, I think it just goes to show the strength of the big brother cast when they're not even pulling the best, but they're still keeping pace with a YTO and winning more. <sighs> Cause like, can you, can you name one, one a YTO player that's made three straight finals in their three first in their first three seasons? I mean, no, not necessarily, not like right off my head or anything like that. But um, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. There probably, there might not be. So my only argument of this is who provides the best commentary. And this is where I bring the laughter. And it's hounds, hands down, not even the contest. It's are you the one? Oh, absolutely. That's not even a question. That's, that's the only argument I have in this because I don't watch Survivor. I don't watch Big Brother. I can only judge them for what they do. Big Brother, um, I mean, it's hard to take anything away from them because they're you know back-to-back champs right. yeah you yeah. know i so. i agree with what you're saying because if we're looking at it from all different like go back to that rating system that we were using last week like when we were discussing cam like you know five stars four stars you know and like all yeah. these different categories and we break it down as like who has brought in the most entertaining cast it is by far are you the one? Oh, absolutely because i mean if you just look at their lineup of nelson Tori, Cam, Amanda, right there. It's like, and then you throw Devin on top. Devin, you yeah. throw like Cheyenne in there and all her it, shit with Corey. Like there's so many people <laughs> that I don't even think of. You throw in the the Brandon guy who left for his girlfriend. Like that was her, epic. Though. He epic, missed her. Epic moment he gave us. But, um, you know, so I do think AYTO has the entertainment portion. I think Survivor, if you're rating, like, who are the most dangerous players coming into the game that could really affect the challenge and the vets right off top, I do think it's Survivor. You know, I think it was proven with Jay. You know, if you give Michaela and Michelle a chance, I think they do the same thing. Um, So I'll give them the edge there. And then when it comes down to just winning, I give it to Big Brother. I mean, they've done it better in a shorter amount of time. 
I mean, it, a lot of that is, you know, straight up owed to three people, and that's Bessie, Casey, and Polly. Yeah, they've yeah. definitely made made a name for that for Big Brother. So then, I mean, and and I get it, and it does. It kind of depends on how you're breaking down, you know, what the better you know show is to be pulling from or whatever. But it just makes me wonder, like, because when you look at like majority of the fan base of the challenge, they fucking hate big brother because of one person. Well, two people, but, but why? Because big brother sucks. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, Devin pretty much put it out there. They don't know. They, they don't know eight times nine. No, I'm kidding. They obviously (laughs) do, but I think it's a visceral reaction to two people that are very polarized. Well, really three people that are very polarizing. And so it's, a different three people um, with Bessie, Polly, and Josh. And that's where it's like hard for me because Josh is by far the biggest character out of any of the people we're talking about amongst any of these three people, these groups. Oh yeah. Um, it's not even close. So gosh, it's, it's just so back and forth for me, but I think yeah. that's a big influence on how people view big brother. And like I said, they, in my personal opinion, the people that have dominated the game of Big Brother, which is a more similar game to challenge of yesteryear, you know, challenge of one through 10, where it was about fun and backyard games, which is what Big Brother is. Right. I mean, the other strong point is, is just alliances all the time, you know, and I know challenge fans aren't big on like set up an alliance and ride that all season, even though they everybody's fucking done it in the challenge for they just every don't, time. yeah you know for as long as i can remember word it feels like a dirty word it does but like the vet alliance the jek alliance the lavender lady alliance i mean like they're all fucking there they're it's just it's a bullshit well and that's well and that's why i find it so fucking funny when the fans get all like me me about like the alliance names and big brother because like that's like the thing i know you guys don't watch big brother but that's like the thing to do, like when you make an alliance in that house, you have to give it a name. And then like America knows your name and we use it on Twitter and all this shit. And the alliance has like an official name. Right. And like challenge fans talk shit about that all the time. But look how many we have where it's the same fucking thing. And we're just pissed about it, even though all the people we watch do the same shit. I don't get it. Right. Because it started way back with like the mean girls. Yes. Like What? I mean, look, the challenge itself named people like this. This is the badasses. These are the good guys. Really? You know, go down to the lair. Oh, my God. Or the exile or the inferno or the gauntlet. Yeah. Like we're. I don't need a gauntlet. I cut you with words. I mean, look, there is no comparison when we talk about like real world road rules cast versus, oh, I mean, like this is, yeah. this is a, this no, is the a real interesting, the real interesting conversation though, would one day we might have to take it back to the original real world verse road rules, it's, because that is like what started this whole fucking thing. You know what I mean? I'm already going to tell you right now, as much as I am team road rules, as far as which shows I like real world, I'm ways. team real world on the challenge. It's yeah. not even fucking Oh, and close. that's, that's how I was too. Like I, pref- I actually preferred watching road rules, but when you look at the competitors and stuff like that, it's like uh, real world kind of takes that. So, <laughs> so are we all in agreement that BB is currently the best out of the three right now? So I just want to go back to 
what I had initially said for me, as far as the players go, are you the one is the group that I prefer right now, as far as like characters on the show, Yeah, I will 100% back Karina's play on Casey as far as being shafted by the edit, because um, like when she does podcasts, like when she was on with Tori and Anissa, like it was a riot and she has so much personality that just does not get shown. I think if you're talking about like straight up wins, totally like big brother, you have to give it to them just based on numbers. As far as the concepts behind like how alliances run, like you said, like where they'll take an alliance and just like basically run them into the ground to the detriment of their own game. That's another thing that I sort of give a nod to survivor over big brother because survivor they'll have an alliance, but as soon as the alliance is no longer beneficial to their end game, they jump ship or they change their alliance, like, or their tribe or anything like that. Like Tyson is one of my favorite players on survivor. And anytime that he has been swapped in a like tribe swap or anything like that, he, it's not that he disavows the previous alliance, but he has always said, I don't know if I'm ever getting back to those people again. So for now I have to play my game with the people that I am now on a tribe with, and I need to find a new Alliance within these people. But it also comes down to like jury management big time because basically they're all in a competition for a million dollars. They then have to vote somebody out and then turn around and say, so this is why you need to give me a million dollars that I took from you. That's how big brother is. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, it's one of those things where when you've got seasons where people are putting other people into the lair, the dungeon, the arena, the whatever the hell, then that's when your jury management really comes in. Unless you're Emmanuel and you just stare them down and say like, if you're thinking about putting me in, don't. And then just stop that vampire. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's that Romanian fear factor. <laughs> it is. But yeah, like big brother, big brother takes it from numbers. But I think, are you the one is the most interesting. And like Rick said, like survivor are the most dominant players coming in, even though they're getting sniped off way earlier. No, I just wanted to go off. Cause we were talking I just it just hit me that we were talking about Hunter and how he won and how we only wanted to give him like so many points for it. So if we look at it like that way, you have Hunter from Are You the One won in a team format. He was paired with Ashley. You have Big Brother who won back to back, but they were both partnered with the man, CT. And then you have Survivor, you have Turbo, who won a solo one that was a badass final. So if you look at it that way, Survivor's the only one that's won an individual final. Would you rate that one higher than a team Mm. one? So I think it's, I I do rate it higher. So like if we were going to associate a point system, like, and we would have to, you know, do the fractions or, or, you know, decimals obviously, (laughs) but um, I would say like Hunter's win is like a 0.8 because he, he got second place on a first place team in that season. Right. Casey and, you know, Amber B, I'll give them 0.7 because they won with the man, you know, so that's what 1.4. So it gives them the lead. And then turbo, I mean, like, I'm not going to give him like 
the the final he won was so dramatically more harder than War of the Worlds 2, which was a hard ass final too, or Dirty 30. Um, so I can't be like, oh, he's like a 1.5 off top. I would say it's probably like a 1.3, 1.4. So it's it's really close to me as far as that goes. But I think that turbo, That's like fair. you bringing that up, speaks to the what we were saying earlier as far as Survivor brings the strongest players over. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Like they do the best job at their casting. Or Buna Murray does the best job casting from there than they do any other show currently. Yeah. Well, I mean, and even even our international survivor players, and I know we don't know a lot about their seasons because they're not like available to us. Um, but I mean, look how good Emmy did this season. Look how great Emmanuel did this season. Look how I know good that Logan that, did. Look how look good Logan did. Like, ju- and I know that they obviously didn't make it. Well, Emmy made it to the final, Emmanuel and Logan didn't. Um, but still, just you know what I mean. As far as like bringing the fucking heat when it comes to competition, like Survivor has got that shit on lock for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Nobody. And can they, uh, Logan and Emmanuel were both runners up on their seasons as well. Right. Um, so even in like, again, not, not that really comparing their survivor game, it really translates to the challenge, but everybody who they've brought over, like you said, are complete powerhouses. They've all done really well on their respective seasons. Right. Um, versus big brother, where it seems like it's sort of a randomized draw as to who they bring over. It it is. And it isn't at the same manner like fessy was a good physical player like really like and that's the thing it's like as much as we look at the challenges like oh we have our social players and then we have our physical like dominant physical players in big brother it's very much so amplified like they'll go in and look and be like okay this guy this guy this girl they're not going to be able to do anything all year and you know who's going to be winning the majority of competitions all year long yeah and then Obviously, there are some surprises that happen, but with that being with all of that uh, being considered, uh, I will say that they do not cast the best from Big Brother because if they really did and they pulled out a big uh, and early enough time, they could have got Dr. Will, who was a good enough physical player, but even so much more superior as a social and political player that I don't think honestly anyone in the challenge is even close. I mean, the closest you could get is Wes, you know, in some of the early days. Yeah. And it's not close at all. No, I mean, that's that's fair. And same with like some of the newer age players, like Tyler Crispin, like he came in second on the season that Casey won, but he dominated that whole season by himself. He ran that house. So it's like, he would be, in my opinion, a far stronger competitor. Same with um, how you were talking about Tyson. There was a character on, I believe it was season 21 named Jackson Michi, where he was in the big central Alliance it broke apart. He left and started an alliance with kind of like the subgroup in big brother. And I say that as like the quote unquote layups in physical competitions. And he rode with them all the way to the final and then kicked them to the curb to make sure he could get to the final. So like he played a perfect game. Yeah. Not to say he would do that in the challenge, but they kind of missed the mark. Like we were saying. Yeah. I mean, there's even, there's people like, uh, like good old, beast mode cowboy who's been on big brother and been on survivor. And I'm actually kind of shocked that I've not seen him on a season of the challenge. Yeah. That actually is kind of shocking. I didn't know he was on survivor. Yeah. He was on survivor. Um, he was on once for sure, possibly twice. 
And then um, Hayden, Hayden was on Survivor. Was also too. on. He was on Blood versus Water, um, oh, which is like I the equivalent of Bloodlines. Yeah, Hayden would have been another fun one. He would have been challenge. better at the challenge. I don't think he was incredibly good at Survivor, was he? He, strangely enough, he had a really smart move because it was like a. It was one where it was Blood versus Water, and you could actually, if you're partner got eliminated from their tribe you had the option of going in to fight for their right to stay in the game and he orchestrated putting in tyson's girlfriend in an attempt to get tyson out of the game and tyson used that as fuel and he won that season but the intention was good and basically um tyson's girlfriend said like look this is your game it's not mine just make sure you win and he she got eliminated and he went on and won that season wow yeah i would say hayden if we're gonna put an equivalent for what he did in big brother it'd be like zach winning battle of the seasons like they just had such a dominant alliance that whole year yeah and um nobody could touch him and he was you know the guy who won the most competition so he was easily like you know the one once he got to the final yeah. but it was like all right let's pick him kind of got to give it to him at that point <laughs> yeah i mean so like that's kind of like the equivalent I, I mean he wasn't by far the best player i mean and that's the weird thing too is like the best players on big brother might not translate like paul abraham you know he's a small guy probably i want to say five seven or so like but Maybe not built all, yeah. like paulie at all no like paulie makes him look small and then you know like Derek, Le- I, I'm going to butcher his last name. I Lavasure or something like that. I no, don't know. Derek L. Um, he he's a bad ass. I love him. Closest to Doctor Will I've ever seen, and once again, I don't think anyone in Big Brother could compare with him. He was a no. fucking undercover cop before he came on Big Brother. Yeah. So I kind of give him a leg up, but you know, I don't know if that translates to the challenge, right? You right. know what I mean? So he played one hard. of the best big brother games ever though. Oh my God. But I still love it. Okay. We're going to to the big brother survivor <laughs> challenge fandom podcast. So I do have a question though, in relation to like how we figure out who is the best of the best in this. If you look at the conversations we've had, like the last two weeks about best rookie seasons and then best vets to never win. If you look at the actual names on from are you the one from survivor from big brother on both weeks the people that you see the most of are you the one that is a good point and i mean a lot of the but a lot of the fan favorites come from are you the one i'm just saying if casey doesn't win this if casey doesn't yeah the audacity that's so fucking hard to argue if casey doesn't win this season she's undefeated in eliminations multiple seasons where she's won multiple dailies made three straight finals without winning you know hypothetically how would she not be at the top for the women how do you not rank her you know above cam and tori at that point then cam and tori would both still be on so like if that were the case then it would be casey cam tori for my one two and three yeah right right I mean, that's a great argument. Yeah, it really is. Shit. I mean, <laughs> fuck. So it's back to are you the one? No, no, no. I'm a, I'm a stubborn fucker, and it's gonna be Big Brother, and that's just what it is. Rick's Look, sticking with Big Brother. I'm gonna I'm gonna be the asshole that that is a Tom Brady fan and is like, well, you know, I got seven fucking Super Bowls. They've got two finals. No other one has two two final wins. The end. So Big Brother, the winners. 
I mean, if we're going by rings alone, there you go. Yeah, I mean, it's, hard, it's, hard, it's hard to argue that. Yeah, it's hard. Uh, but with that being with with all of that that we just said, I am absolutely <laughs> God. I'm so girl. sorry, Melissa. I'm so sorry, Melissa. I just I with can't being stop. that said, we're with really... that said, being Fred Red, <laughs> we're really trying. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, at least we know who the culprit is. It is absolutely <laughs> me. And I feel personally attacked by Melissa. I love you, but God. you That's all you're thinking about now. But the, the one time that it gets it gets called out was the time when we, we all did it. And we were trying to make fun of it. And yeah. that whole podcast, we were all doing it. I know. I know. I was laughing about that. Like, that was as soon as I saw her message, I was like, that's so fucking funny because like we were just like like really laying it on heavy on that one to make fun of it, you know, make it a joke and, and we got called out. <laughs> I'm Are so you gonna be okay, right? Now. I don't know. <laughs> you I'm look que- the- <laughs> I'm questioning <laughs> a lot right now, okay? Like you look like the Green Bay Packers right now. <laughs> Defeated. Just, yeah, that's that's uh, accurate. Um I don't even know what my point was. Oh, uh, what I was gonna say was Yes, Big Brother does have finals, and I, I am, I am humble, and I will drop my ego enough to be wrong and, and say that if we are going by entertainment value and the number of valuable characters that have been brought in and that are pivotal to the challenge right now, yes, AYTO would be the winner. And that's why I'm gonna say AYTO. That's why you're still wrong. I'm just saying. And this is where I jump on the bandwagon with Karina. Yeah, because here, oh, whoa. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Isn't say this, this crazy no, how no, no, you no, no, two no. both have the same exact way of thinking about things? Why? Because it's we kismet. came in as the AYTO experts and y'all mad? No, no. Me and me and Tony knew where we were landing on this conversation, <laughs> right? When we picked our sides. Like, and I know how the fandom's gonna look too, so it's fine. So here's my argument for you. Oh, Jesus. Are you ready for this? Is it about the thing I'm never allowed to say, like Voldemort's name? Well, now he knows where we are. (laughs) Way to go. I'm not afraid of him. Do you not see this chicken pox scar right here? (laughs) Yeah, I have those too. (laughs) Yeah, right here on the forehead. (laughs) We're good. Okay, so. Patronus. I'm going to. I'm sorry, I got to help. You're going to make me want to watch Harry Potter after this, damn it. Three hours. Because you weren't anywhere. Yeah. (laughs) Like, she's not editing tonight. We've been on the. Team Dobby. Yeah. Yeah, No, it's not happening. Yeah, we're going to watch it. It's Deathly Hollows tonight. Anyways, what's your argument? Let's let's bring this. Come on, Stephen A. I mean, Karina. I'm going to use your own argument. Okay against bananas back at you okay wins do not mean everything right because that's part of your argument as to why okay, what means more than wins to you then no i'm just saying is this not the same kind of argument that you use to argue against bananas being the best to have ever played this game is because he has seven championships that is not the only reason i've said that but I do see where you're coming from at that. And yes, you could make an argument that seven championships does not equal being a goat, but didn't say it, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but bananas brings more than seven championships to the table. He is also a cast member. That is a producer. If you think about memorable storylines over the last 20 seasons that he's on, Mm -hmm. can you think of one season that bananas wasn't in other than maybe the duel and his other, like 
rookie seasons where he was not one of the main storylines throughout the whole season. No, I, I I get it, and I'm not trying to start a who's the goat debate. No, no we're here now. No. <laughs> we're we've we you know what you've detoured off no, our no, conversation, no. and we've reached the bus stop of the goat. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is is that you've used that same argument, saying that championships numbers are not everything. I was just using bananas as an example because you've done it, done it as like devil's advocate. I know that you think that bananas is one of the best to ever do it. I know you do. Yeah. But I'm just saying when you play devil's advocate, that's the argument you use. Mm -hmm. So then now why is big brothers two championships that end all be all for who's the better because, show to pull from? Because liking a person is subjective and wins are not. I mean, what's your argument against that? Because as somebody, I don't have one. For yeah, that. I because mean, it, you're right. It, it is. But I mean, look, if we're going by total fans, yes, I, AYTO is going to win because Amanda is such a polarizing person and she has got such a grip on people that either fucking hate her or love her. Right. And the same goes for Tori. The same goes for Nelson and so on Devin. and so forth. Devin. I mean, it's just they are pivotal to the challenge. And I can't argue that. With that, with all that, you can't say that there aren't fans for Josh. Shouts out to Amy. There aren't fans for Casey. There aren't fans for Fessy because we see them every fucking day. Oh, yeah. We know they're there. And even though some Edward. there, it might be more people hate someone than the other way around, which is stupid because it's a reality TV show. How can you hate someone you, you don't know? But I just, to me, I can be objective about wins. I can't be objective about who's more popular. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. So, Big Brother's the winner. You're welcome, America. No, Big Brother is not the winner. No. Shout out, Big Brothers. <laughs> Celebrity Big Brother starting February 2nd. That date might be wrong. Don't quote me on that. Look that shit up on your own. <laughs> Use the fucking Google box. Okay, guys. So I think we, we've we gotten to a point yeah. where we're just going to keep talking in circles on this because yeah. we've beaten a dead horse. <laughs> what's the next? Uh, what's the next topic up? The seasonal format the audacity you have just to jump in over me right there josh i'm sorry what you the were talking audacity. oh i'm sorry you hurt my feelings yes all two of them it's one now motherfucker okay Surprise, motherfucker sorry uh best season format you're absolutely correct so the way what we're talking about here is not like i don't even know how to explain this i'm gonna like rain to do it go ahead <laughs> So just to kind of make it clear, what we're kind of talking about here is like, um, <laughs> what are we talking about now that we've cleared that up? Yeah. Are we going to separate the sexes? Or are we going to keep them together? We're going to keep them together. Okay. Keeping like we're keeping stuff. Together we're separating. Today. We're separating together. <laughs> okay. Oh, would you stop touching the goddamn <laughs> wires? Imagine that this is a bomb. And if you touch anything, it's going to explode. Okay. I'm going to just go ahead and take over. So what we're talking about here is best formats of seasons and using the example of like bloodlines rivals. or rivals or axes. battle of the X's. Did axes. you just say axes? <laughs> what the fuck? It hit mute. I got you. So battle no. of the X's. Um, battle of the seasons, battle of the sexes. Obviously, battle is a very repeating term that the challenge <laughs> likes to use. 
I don't know. Free agents and the duel is very similar to me because Those, yeah, because they're individual individuals. seasons, and I think that's how cut we throw. can work. Yeah, cutthroat. Cutthroat. Where we, we have team seasons. We got infernos. Infernos. Yeah. Like we have so many different types of formats. So Crazy. I think the best way to go about this is we can kind of argue this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give you my number one and the honorable mention who I was thinking about giving it to. Okay. Is that fair enough with everybody? I think that that is pretty fair. Okay, so I'm going to lay this one up. I'm going to alley-oop it to someone because it's going to be my honorable mention, and that's going to be rivals. I really like the idea of two people that don't like each other being partnered up and being made to work as a team. I think that is TV gold no matter what you do, and especially when you have strong characters like CT and Wes, uh, Frank and Bananas, you know, so on and so forth, and all the other different rival seasons we've seen. Um, it, it equals TV gold for us. And I love it as much as I love rivals. I make it no secret that I think individual seasons are phenomenal and I think they count the most. And that's why I'm going to go with the free agents uh, format. I think that is the best one that the challenge has ever done. And I think if you really pulled challenge fans, they would be more apt to say they want free agents back than any other format. And that's my opinion. And I'm sticking to it. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, that's fair. I, I, I have to agree with you on the rivals thing. Um, I, I honestly, I don't really have things in an order. Like I don't, I can't choose, but I think that rivals is an amazing format. Again, like you said, just kind of that whole idea of making two people who are don't like each other work together, but then you have the issues that we experienced a lot in rivals where it was like, the quote unquote rivalries were not deep enough or authentic enough for it to actually, you know, cause that kind of riff in the show and kind of show that growth between them. Like CT and Adam was a, was a perfect example, right? Because they walked into rivals one, absolutely fucking hating each other. CT and Wes as well. That's another, you know, bananas and, and, and Tyler, um, you know, walked into their season, just truly not liking each other. And then by the end of it, you know, they were friends and, you know, like CT and Wes are still friends to this day. And so I just, I really love that dynamic. I loved the format, especially like if I'm going to choose my favorite one, I would have to go with rivals too. I thought it was such an interesting dynamic to kind of flip the script on them and let the girls choose for the guys, the guys choose for the girls as far as who is going into elimination to face the losing team. And I just thought that that whole layout, the whole format of rivals two was just so well thought out and so well planned and so well played that like, it's one of the top seasons ever of all time, you know, and a lot of fans feel that way. And I, I know that because we've done so many polls in these groups on top of that, my other one that I really love, and this is going to sound super cliche, but again, I, and, and not to say that I don't love the individual ones, because I do. I really like those. But I just love to see the dynamic between like two people working together and be mad all you want. But X's is amazing and it needs to come back because I... The thing is, is like when you have like the rivals, like I said, you don't really, some of the rivalries are real. Some of them are half-assed. Some of them are over one stupid little tweet that people don't even actually care about. MTV just like made this be a thing so that they could make a show. 
But when you have exes, like these people really have had like issues with them or reasons why they couldn't go to that next step or why it didn't work out. You know what I mean? So there's, there's like that, that interesting dynamic that builds between them through the entire season. And I just think it's a really fun format and I don't understand why they don't bring it back and even just put like a little twist on it. So it's not exactly the same, you know, like pair you up with like your current person's ex. Like that would be a really interesting twist on the format. I think that'd be interesting. Um, I think the same argument that you make for rivals gets applied to exes though. Like Jordan and Sarah exes. Cause they made out one night. Well, I, yeah, but I mean, but there's still a reason that it didn't move forward. Right. Uh, exes implies that you were you were involved like and it was known that there was a relationship there and there's not really a relationship there there was a night of debauchery (laughs) so no chance of seeing fessy and and gabby right is that what we're saying probably that's like that's real no based on there was a letter there was a letter that is true that and a promise to see them after the season but oh my god but it's you know it's the same argument yeah, in my opinion I get it yeah, and I it. it's like bettina Bessie and bettina aren't going to be exes yeah you know I, I see what you're saying as far as like the pairing yeah you know the pairing I, of them i do agree with that i just think you're you're biased because of your fandom though on exes i think that one of the greatest highs you had as a fan seeing CT and DM partnered together and absolutely dominating that season, unfortunately not getting the win when they probably should have. And then the ultimate low in one of the hardest TV moments we've seen, which when they were partnered on Axis too. And so. Did you just like therapy session me on the podcast? <laughs> I'm just spreeing it tonight. What can I say? I, I've, I've got this. I'm, I've got a good idea of what's going on here. I feel like I should be laying on a couch right now or something. I don't know how to feel right now. I slept eight hours Where are you? last night. How does that make you feel? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And, and so and I you just feel sad. Okay. I just feel like you're biased because your two biggest ma- it, it, honestly, memories come from those seasons. That's uh, and you know what? Honestly, I didn't even think about it until you started saying it. And then I felt like you were fucking somebody was digging around inside my head or something like get the fuck out of there. <laughs> but I'm here for. I, I mean, I see your point and I do. I do hold I, I hold both those formats rivals because that was where CT got his first win. And X's for all the reasons that you said, and uh, so many more. Um, I do hold both of those seasons and those formats um, very dear, but I stand by what I said. When you look at Rivals 1, Rivals 2, even Rivals 3, like it's just some of the most polarizing seasons that we've ever seen. And, and this, you can say the same thing about Battle of the X's 1, Battle of the X's 2. I mean, Battle of the X's 1, like you said, the whole time we're watching the final CT and DM are kicking everybody's ass. They lose like at that last little bit of the mountain that they had to get up, lose to Johnny bananas and Camilla, right? Super unexpected was not what the fandom was expecting. You jumped to battle of the X's too. That's where we get the whole thing that started Sarah and bananas for rivals three you know what i mean you get that whole backstab moment where sarah like drops the bomb jordan apparently didn't even know it was happening and fucking throws bananas in and he loses like absolutely epic so i don't know i just i feel like we've gotten more epic moments and 
stuff from being able to have these people in those situations that come from being a rival or being an ex. That's a great point. And before I argue that, I want to let Josh jump in and give us his yeah, I'm pick sorry. <laughs> because I'm going to decimate all of you guys here momentarily. So please, Josh. Okay, Skip. Calm down. Oh, it's Stephen A tonight, buddy. Get oh, ready. is it? Yeah, you came on. back Let's because the boys lost? Oh, okay. I'm, I'm <laughs> fired tonight. Let's go. So um, I, I, was, I was talking to Rick on the phone earlier when I was driving, and I was just like, I was thinking in my head, and I was just like, all right, well, which one do I like more? And I, I mean, I love them. I love exes. I love rivals. But I, I, I went more for the uh, comedic value on some of these. Uh, my honorable mention is going to be Bloodlines. Um, because okay. I, you know, like I mean, we, we had people coming in that had no business to be on the challenge, but they had to work with people that we all loved and known and seen, and they don't have that challenge background. I mean, we saw what, Nicole and Jenna's sister and, uh, if my dad Vanessa. owned a bakery, <laughs> the bakery <laughs> fight <laughs> and Vinny, and it's just like, I like that. And then the, I, I see the people that we have now and I see their siblings. And this is where I'm going to bring up Corey Lay when he went home for the holidays and I see pictures of him with his brothers. And I'm like, dude, you're not even the biggest brother. <laughs> and, it was just like, and then you have the opportunity of like Polly and Cody, Polly actually calling yeah. Cody out on Twitch saying, you know, stop being a bitch and let's go do it. Yeah. So exactly. We, the opportunity for the future to have a, another great or have a great bloodlines that we actually deserve is there. It's, it's ready. When it comes to my favorite, I, I like the team idea. I like the team concept. I was just like, we got a little bit of that. We had the three teams in this latest final. Uh, so you know, like that cutthroat style, but I like, I like, you know, the, the team badasses versus the good guys. I like the two yeah. teams. You got, you got them separated and, you know, it's just like, it's a feeding frenzy to, you know, cause you're going to throw in your own team kind of thing. And just to see where the dynamic goes from there. I, I have to go with, with that. I like it. I like it. And I'm going to jump back to our previous discussion real quick, because I would be absolutely fucked if I didn't say Cody, Paulie's brother from big brother, I think would do even better than Paulie in oh, the yeah. challenge. I, I mean, and, and no offense to Paulie, I'm just going off what I've seen in Cody and big brother where he's, gone on and dominated two seasons one one of them probably an argument could be made for the second one but yeah. i just want to throw that out there because you brought him up as in the bloodline scene because yeah. if they ever did it and paulie and cody come on unless ct's got a twin brother we know about don't know about they're my pick to win you know what i mean yeah. just off top just yeah it's, yeah. it's, I was going to say Cody when we were talking about it, but just knowing how he feels about it, like he's made it very clear that the only time, the only reason he would ever come on the challenge is if they were able to guarantee him that he could be partnered with Polly. Yeah. So we will never see Cody. See so because, yeah. And let's get that book launch. Yeah. Before we get to Tony, because I do want to hear Tony's take on this. Uh, um, and I, I know. I actually let me phrase. I have no clue what it's going to be, so I'm actually really excited about this. But if let's say they do a bloodlines, right, and Polly and Cody end up in that and they win it, would that be considered two final wins for Big Brother because they're both from Big Brother and they both won, or is that just considered one final win for Big Brother? No, I think it would be two. I mean, it's two individual people who both won, right? Yeah. Okay. 
right. As long as it's not like you can steal the other person's money, like Rivals Three and right. And if it's like final, if it's like final, but even yeah. Paulie's like, sorry, bro, I'm taking all this. Sorry, <laughs> Awkward Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, you already won, Big Brother. So this do they one's me. Credit Hunter. I'm curious. He is credited with a final win, but okay. he, yeah, it's it's debatable. Right. Um, no, but I just didn't know if they credit him because I know that they do credit Sarah. Yeah. As a champion from him, Rivals yeah. Three, and I just didn't ever know about Hunter. So anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Tony. Tony, please. Can we have your choices? So much like uh, Josh and Karina have a very strong connection, uh, Rick and I do as well. So true. I actually have Rivals as my honorable mention and Free Agents as my first pick. Oh. Um, <laughs> and for me, like I actually prefer Rivals over X's because a lot of the times with Rivals, the players are comparable. Like their rivals are usually on like a fairly level playing field to them versus X's. You don't always get that. Sometimes it's a very mismatched team, um, which could arguably have been part of the reason why they didn't work. But with rivals like they're, I find that they're easier to say, you know what? I might not like you, but we need to get our shit together, get over whatever it is, move forward and win. And they seem to try harder as well, unless you're Adam. But as a whole, they seem to like really, really try hard and push forward to take that win. For me, rivals over X's, but then free agents. I like the kill cards. Um, I like the accountability for not winning. I would yeah. love to see a season where you, if you win, you're safe that is the only thing that you gain by winning. If you're last, then you go in and then everybody else kill cards for who goes into elimination against them. Yeah. The next spot. Yeah. Single person or a two person team, like not a team of eight or safe, just like one person. Or if it's a two person team, then it's a two person team for that week. But I would love to see another free agents with like no more than either by yourself or with a partner just for that element of really holding people accountable for not coming in first, because I think it was, I think it was the last season when they were all on the big net and the guys were basically just like, we're not doing this. And then TJ took their votes away and grounded them for the week. But really like it could have been so much better if, it turned into a purge because the guys just didn't do shit when they were on the net. Yeah. Right. Agreed. Yeah. It would have been so interesting. So I'm, I, since me and Tony are in accord and you and Josh as always are, Oh God. Um, I'm going to present you with this argument. And I want you guys to, to try to persuade us. If we are going to top talk about best seasons, all time of the challenge, all the time, there are three that always get brought up. The Duel, Free Agents, and Dirty 30, all of which are individual seasons, and they all have a very similar format, especially Dirty 30 and and the and Free Agents with the flip card and then pulling the, the fucking triple cross out. Duel, obviously, it was the infancy of the challenge. They were still spinning the Wheel of Fortune fucking will for a challenge, but... <laughs> they weren't spinning the wheel on... Were they rolling the oh dice? God, was that no. it? Yeah, they were. They were spinning. No, it they was... were pulling cards. Oh, my God. That's even worse. <laughs> 
like let you should have just let the illusion go with the will of fortune. Lisa would have sounded like production put it in. I mean, they're like, oh, let's just get some fucking eleven by seventeens and the print wheel, a fucking card on it. The wheel it was, was on K. the gauntlet. Okay. Okay. All right. You know, you're, you're Derek ship wheel every single week. Yes, Derek. Every fucking week. <laughs> fring, fring, fring. It's a fucking beast, but that's Dude. another debate. Beast. So, do you guys have an argument against that? Not really. I mean, I, I, I can't, I can't, the thing is, is like, I can't, first of all, I can argue that the duel is often named one of the most favorites because I can't think of a single time I've ever seen the duel named as a top favorite in, in the groups or anything like that. But I don't know. So I don't know what threads you're reading, but I'm not reading those ones. <laughs> not to say Are that you the kidding duel, me? No, not to say that the duel wasn't a great season because it was, it was, I mean, it was the first season where they had an individual winner. Um, for male and for female, it set the stage for seasons like free agents, seasons like Dirty 30. I just think that that's, I don't know. Like if you're talking about single season format versus a paired season format versus a team season format, I'm always going to choose a single season because I think like individual seasons, right? Because that's where you really truly get to see people and what they're capable of in every aspect of the game because they have nobody to rely on and even though people are like all oh, alliance is alliance okay well that's part of the fucking game okay it's it's social play and it's part of the game so if you can get alliances like to me you're still playing the fucking game mm -hmm. so anyway but if we're talking about like best like overall actual like format and layout and how they played the game and how the game like or the season like has sat with the fans and stuff i just i i personally i don't see one's name more often than rivals and exes and free well, agent i'll well, give you free agent well, no, and i'll you even can't give you use rivals because rivals was everybody's honorable mention i sent rivals too no i, I i'm saying I get that. i'm saying for free agents against what you said battle of the exes I'm saying that free agents in that format is a better format for the show and it's created better results for the show. And especially if you look at it, you know, the winners of those seasons are often on the Mount Rushmore of, of the challenge. And the winners of X's aren't Sarah, Jordan, bananas, the, the Wes, one we won't, Jody, the one we won't yeah. say. <laughs> Wes, Jody, bananas, Laurel, Jordan, and then the one we won't say. No, I know. I'm just saying, but I'm just but saying. It's still, the same. If, if she wouldn't have done what she fucking did, if she wasn't a fucking idiot and a racist, she would have been, she'd be up there in the We'd argument. We'd say her too. name We'd with say the her best name. of the best right yeah. now, but so, you don't get that. Anyways. Not here. Mm -mm. No, I, I, I get what you're saying. I, I, but the thing is, it's like your, your argument is the same as mine in that aspect because the same fucking people who have won X's have won the individual season. So it's not even about the format in that. It's just about the fact that these are just epically good competitors on a different level than the majority of the rest of the cast. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, causation doesn't equal correlation. You're right. I'm in, sorry. In that, aspect then i have to just look at how the season actually played out and i just feel like rivals and and exes has a better dynamic and is more entertaining than watching a singular season now i value singular seasons individual wins and stuff over teams and and even over partners for the most part but 
at the same time, I'm just like I'm saying, if I'm talking about which formats I like more, I just think that the dynamic that comes from having to work with a partner that you don't necessarily like, that you're not necessarily friends with, whether it's a rival, whether it's an ex, a vendetta, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I think that that creates a, a different kind of dynamic to the show that makes it more interesting on our end as a viewer. And that's my yeah. argument for your individual seasons. What she said. Josh, you chose you chose badasses <laughs> and good guys Inferno. That's that's two giant teams. That is not the same as rivals think, in battle. I think the badass he was referring to was Karina. Look, yeah, I mean, it's I mean, it's I hard to argue with what what she just laid out. And yeah, you know, when you think about it, yeah, mine may be different than hers. I like the bigger team format format, but that doesn't always work when it comes to dailies. And we've seen that because you have so many people trying to work together to win a daily and it doesn't always work. So you get extra drama out of that, which, you know, brings more to the show as well. But I, I like the teamed up as a, as compared to an individual, because there is more dynamic, there's more gameplay involved. You're not only working with your alliance, you're working with an alliance that's against you. That's with your partner. Yeah. So your whole social game and aspect of it is, you, you know, more out in the fold yeah i mean just look at rivals at rivals one you know what i mean where it was ct and adam were paired together but adam was working with kenny and evan and johnny bananas and and wes and everybody to try to they all wanted ct out and adam was like working with them but he's partnered with ct knowing that like they want him out but they're his friend like that's a crazy ass dynamic to put on a tv show and then you throw competition in there with it like that it's just yeah, so I, I, as much as I love free agents, and you know me, Dirty 30 is like my favorite season. When I'm having a bad day, or I'm having a bad week, and I just need like a break from the world, that's what I go and I binge watch. I binge watch Dirty 30 because I love that season. But just if you're looking at overall, I, I'm going to stick with I'm, Rivals and Axis. I've got, I've got two final arguments, or, or really it's one argument and a counterpoint. Or okay. not even a counterpoint, but even maybe in agreement with Josh, and it's slightly <laughs> sacrilegious what I'm about to say, but I personally think the more current team seasons are better than the older ones. And but I do include cutthroat in current. I find them better than Inferno, Inferno Two. I think War of the Worlds, War of the Worlds Two. Well, War of the Worlds Two is probably one of the best team formats. Uh, and shows that have seasons that have been executed in my opinion and i think it's one of the few seasons that does rank up there with the rivals the free agents agreed um and so i i do give you credit to that josh that is a very good point my counterpoint to karina is are you sure you want to take rivals in battle of the x's over free agents where ct gets half naked playing basketball with a beard oh my gosh Yes, I am. Thank you, positive. Teresa. I am positive that I will take the more. Can we roll the tapes I, I, from I last week where she was praising Teresa? Oh, I did praise Teresa. Thank you. That moment was great. And I, I, I love it. It's in a bunch of my highlight videos. I love it. But, you know, it's in a lot more of my highlight videos. Hmm. X's and rivals. Well, rivals, yes. I don't know if X's is in there a whole whole bunch. I have a whole video of just You have a whole video of every season. That he was on, yes. Okay, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> All right. So um so we 
are never going to agree on this, I'm guessing, huh? We're just, well, we all agree we're, we're on rivals. You, you'll agree with Josh, and then I'll agree with Rick, and then we'll just get mad at each other. We'll all agree on rivals, and okay. I, I mean, I think, honestly, rivals is probably it, because we, I think we all had them in our honorable mentions to a point, even yeah. though Josh might not have said it on air. When me and him were talking about it, he's like, I know you're going to take rivals. And I was like, I am. <laughs> So, that was 100 percent what i said i said i know you're going with rivals so i'm gonna so, talk about these other ones i right? mean so our honorable mention turns out to be our number one rivals and free agents and the single seasons get uh, a second place so <laughs> we settled that right there okay so right. this debate that we're also probably not going to agree on no matter how much we argue this nope. but we are going to put our best foot forward is which one is better the flagship show and i'm talking tj season 37 1 through 37 or all stars who wants to go first josh hit us it, josh so i mean i put a lot of thought into this because we've we've had the discussion in chat how do we compare short a show that's only had two seasons and then we compare it with nostalgia the fact that we've grown up we we first started watching the challenge with the people that are on all stars. Yes. We still have, you know, a, a very few on the flagship from way back when, but I don't know. I'm looking at those dailies when they come right off the bat, and those two finals so far that we've seen they, they definitely got it in the right direction. If they stay on this format and I, I can see it being better overall product. Now, when you talk about the past and the history and everything that we've seen, I mean, it's just, it's just too hard to compare at this moment in time, but with what the snippet that we have of all stars, it has a lot of potential to be truly more badass, And that has a lot to play with the, uh, the soundtrack as well. The music is absolutely great. Tony, what's your thoughts? Uh, I mean, the all stars has the OGs on it but the OGs aren't OGs without the flagship and the, and all stars like obviously doesn't have the same amount of controversy as the flagship has had, but all stars is in its second season. And there have been some, not necessarily like upsets, but it seems like with every major event, there's then a challenger that takes to social media to say like how it actually went down versus how it was portrayed. So even though there's not like out, out and out controversy, there's a lot of things that aren't as they seem. So they say, and I wasn't there. I can't comment on it, but it just seems like there's a fair amount for such a short lived show. All stars has a, like a wider skill set than new seasons of the challenge does. Um, and that's just because like the different audiences that they're going for, like, like Josh said, they're absolutely hitting that like nostalgia piece I'm a little bit confused. Like I understand the reason that they called it all stars, but I'm a little bit confused as to how some people are on a show called all stars with their relationship with the main show. But there's also people on all stars that I think should actually be on the flagship rather than all stars. Like I like Nehemiah a lot, but like he's, and it's not to say that other people aren't capable. Like he's just as capable as of being on the flagship and so are people like Durrell, like who up until recently has been on the flagship. So I think that all stars is on the right trajectory, which I seem to say every week. So expect an email, 
but Instagram. yeah, um, I still, I still hold strong to the flagship, but I understand the absolute appeal of all stars. I think that, I think that the flagship also suffers from the spy theme being the theme that they're going with when all stars came out because people have been shitting on the spy theme since it started. And then in direct contrast with it, we got all stars, which is bare bones, which is back to basics. Like people we've grown up watching on a show that is much similar to the old school challenge versus very much high tech spy shit that's on there now. And that's not to say I don't like the spy stuff, but that's a polarizing theme. And then you've got all stars, which is like almost the challenge in its purest form. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that. And, and you know, and we see the, the spy theme argument all the time. You know, that's like you said, one of the biggest complaints that the fan base has is they hate the spy theme. And I mean, I'm not for it. I'm not against it. I'm just kind of like, meh, it doesn't really bother me. I, I don't understand like why people get so upset over like whatever. I don't care. I'm able to look past all the the bombs exploding and I'm able to look past the little silly names and make fun of them and stuff and, and still enjoy the the raw what the show is raw. Right. Um, so like Spies, Lies and Allies, I really enjoyed that season. Like once you you strip away all the all the bullshit, they actually gave us like three different types of season formats in that one season. And just from listening to interviews that like Tori and Anissa have had with uh, with some of the producers and stuff like that behind the scenes, um, you know, they've kind of spelled it out in not so many words that they like to do things in threes, right? So we got the the Dirty 30 Vendetta's Final Reckoning, right? And then we got the War of the Worlds. Uh, one and two. I mean. One and two. So, I mean, that one was, you know, but then this latest one, like the Total Madness, like the whole lockdown thing. And then you had the Double Agents and then you had the Spies, Lies, and Allies, right? So I'm hoping that this is kind of the end of the Spy Trilogy, for Bunim and Murray and MTV and they kind of give us a new theme next season because I think I don't know I almost think like people are just over it at this point because it's like it's been so heavy not just for one season but for three seasons back to back to back right and so it's like just give us something new that we haven't seen in a while or you know like people have been asking why don't you take us back to a format we fucking like and give us like a rivals or uh, you know, give us a, a real cutthroat season or, you know, something like that. But I don't know me personally, I am loyal to the flagship. I like all stars. I like the idea of it. And I think that it can function really well, but I think that it has a lot of growth to go through yep. um, in the production side in the casting side in the storyline side. I think that there's just, there's a lot of growth for it. And I hope that it continues to go because I really would love for it to like be this kind of connecting thing between the fan base and where the challenge started. You know, like Rick said, you know, we don't have or no, it was you, I think, Tony, I'm not sure actually who said it. But anyway, one of y'all, well, you, we're you, both very intelligent. One so. of y'all has said that, you know, you don't have these OG players without the flagship show. Right. 
and you don't have the flagship show without these OG players. Like it goes both ways. And these people shaped this show for us. A lot of these people that are coming on all stars. I mean, obviously not some of them, some of them came from later seasons and we're like, what the fuck are you doing here? Um, but for the most part, a, a lot of these all stars shaped what the show is that we watch today. And so I stand firm next to the flagship show. I love it. I will support it until the day it freaking goes off the air. But I do respect what's being happened with all what's being done with all stars and all of the people on it, because without them, like we wouldn't have the challenge. We wouldn't be sitting here on this fucking podcast talking about it. So that's that's kind of where I said I, I respect it, but I'm going flagship. Flagship's also learning from all stars, too. Yes. So I'm a lot of things are going to be echoed in what's already been said, Um, but it's my turn. So I'm going to do it anyways. Uh, First and foremost. Yes. All stars hits a very nostalgic place with all of us because of what everyone said. We grew up watching these people. Now we're getting a chance to see them again. And some of them after 18 years of not being on the show. Right. Um, Like the Kendall, like Aaliyah, um, like a Latarian and, I am so thankful for all stars because without it, I wouldn't know about Latarian Like I know about him now. I wouldn't know about tech the way I know about him now. And I do think that it is a double-edged sword with all stars because some of them could absolutely still be on the flagship and could replace people on the flagship that don't belong on there. Like, I don't want to say names, but there are certain rookies that were on this season and last season that just didn't need to be on there. And they could have brought someone from, all-stars that was on there. Nehemiah, Latarian, Darrell, Derek, all those guys would be... Bring some of these fire women onto the show. Like, why is Jean-A on All-Stars and not on the fucking flagship show? We need strong women. Bring them to the flagship. Yes, agreed. Um, I mean, probably time. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off again, but probably probably time, like recording time. So, like, I get that, but... Mm. I think think All-Stars is the popular kid in school right now at the end of the day. And everybody wants to like all stars because that's the cool thing because they have cool music and it's new. It's new. And it's, it's, you know, Oh, remember how cool we were back at the early two thousands when we were eating the most cookies, you know what I mean? And, and yes, I get it. But when you take that away, just like when you take away the stupid spy theme, what we got in 37 was really fresh meat cutthroat. And then basically uh, a pairs final, right? to a degree at the end if you look at all stars as much as they want to say nostalgia and all this their dailies are not nostalgic they are the same type of dailies that they are doing on the flagship they're getting up on semis they're you know grabbing jumping flags. from truck to truck and yeah gra- you know jumping off trucks to solve puzzles i mean it's really not that different the eliminations are pretty much the exact same you have puzzles you have pole wrestle they haven't bought out hall brawl or balls in but it's a matter of fucking time till they do even a lot of the editing is the same as the flagship like i know a lot of people complain about like the the glitchy transitions and all the that stuff to play into the spy theme on the flagship but in case you haven't noticed um they do the same shit on all stars guys it's the same production company it's the same people (laughs) Um, and so that that just pushes me more and more towards the flagship, right? Like I get it. We don't like the current theme, but at the end of the day, I still think they're putting out a better product 
um, just because one, they have those cast members there for a longer time and you get more material from six weeks than you do from two. And secondly, when is John A is a strong, strong woman, right? Yeah. Strong woman. Do you think John A and MJ beat CT and Casey or CT and Tori in the final? No, and I'm not, I'm not necessarily saying that, but I'm, I, I'm, but I'm, I'm just saying, saying as far as like, you know what I mean? Like if we're going to bring on people who could, like can't even win an elimination or anything, like I just, I don't know. Like I'm not like that was a huge jump from MJ and John A and maybe they could like it's it's hard maybe. to say. I mean, from what we read, yes, they didn't finish their puzzle. But from what they said, they were on their way back and they begged production to let them finish their puzzle and production wouldn't let them because of the, the lack of daylight. So, I mean, it's it's hard to say. And from what else we heard is on that math problem to run to the safe. They were like 10 minutes ahead of everybody before they got told to run down the runway because their safe wasn't working and then got picked up in a truck and brought back to the safe. And that's when Janelle and Darrell and everybody else showed up. So like they fucking smashed everybody in that final for the most part. So, I mean, it's just, it's, that's hard to say, you know, but I mean, again, you're putting them up against fucking CT. Like you're automatically making them lose. Who, who beats CT? Can they beat Laurel and bananas? I mean, I think that's more feasible than saying beat CT and literally anybody else, but just to beat CT here's, is fucking. And, and here's the thing. So, and this is where this argument's going to get really difficult is the fact that I know what the cast for All Stars 3 is. The spoilers are out there if you want to go look them up. Yeah. And if we're having this decision or this discussion in six months, I might have a totally different view because of what the casting coming up is going to be. Yeah. And it is. Until I see 38, it's this is a fucking game changer. And oh. I don't want to rent it for people. I will wait till MTV announces it because yeah. I don't want to do it. But if you are dying to know, go look because it is going to be a stacked lineup. Yeah. That's that. Yeah, it's yeah, that's and, a good point. <laughs> and so with that, I think the pressure is really on the casting of Bunim and Murray for the flagship for season 38, because if they don't put a markedly better product on the field it's not going to be good no i i agree they can't miss the mark with this casting again they they can't do it again you know so and that's my thing is knowing what i know is is difficult but as of right now to me there's nothing about all stars other than the music that is dramatically better than what's on the flagship show well i i wasn't saying that like better i was just saying like there are some you know like you said some of the people who have been on the last couple of seasons had no fucking business being oh there. yeah so then why do we have a john a who would at least have business being there maybe not win a championship maybe not beat ct that's extreme but i'm just saying have a better place on it on the show than like an amber m but or, that argument or, goes both ways. Why is Jimmy on All Stars? I don't think she should be on well, All Stars or the flagship. You know what I mean? Like, and and that's the thing. I'm not saying all All Stars. I'm just saying I there's just there's a disconnect for me that's happening between the casting that's happening that's happening with All Stars, especially on the women's side, because we've touched on this subject many times that the 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 competitiveness in the female side on the flagship show is lacking and has been lacking for a while. You know what I mean? there's those top women competitors and then it's just all kind of middle tier. Like there's nobody that really stands above anybody else anymore other than 
the goats, the laurels, the caras, the Jenny West, you know what I mean? So, I mean, I kind of forgot what I was going with that, but. You were going to say that Jenny and her sister are going to win the next bloodlines, not Polly and his brother. Oh my God. How did I get to bring them up for bloodlines? They probably would, to be honest. Yeah. I, I kept thinking about it and then I was just like waiting for there to be a lull and then we're already talking about something else i'm like oh by the way remember that conversation we had like 20 minutes ago uh this was the thing i was going to say that was timely then and now just seems out of place enjoy editing well, yeah uh, i didn't put it over there <laughs> well just to disparage that whole point jenny's one a season so she's never coming back yeah it's true that is yeah. the well she She'll might be, a- be an alternate yeah, alternate. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. about it. We'll see her on All Stars in five yeah. years. Her and Casey alternates on thirty-eight, thirty-nine, and forty. Oh my! Yeah. Oh my gosh! Why do you have to say that? Why do you have to put that? Because in what has what has Bruno Murray in an MTV shown us otherwise? Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, hmm. they they have not. Brought... Jenny wins, gone. Yeah. Amber wins, alternate. Casey wins. We'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. And then uh, they can't maintain the relationships with their previous championship champions to bring them back. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, but you drop Emily Schramm in any one of these seasons, she's regardless a top three, top two, maybe the best woman on there, depending on what season you're talking about. Facts. And the last two, probably the best woman on there. Yeah, facts. Totally. I mean, uh, probably aside from the seasons that Jenny West was on, Emily would be the best female. Yeah, and then it's a toss-up with, you know, recent Cara and her gains as far as athletic and competitiveness, like in War of the Worlds and War of the Worlds 2. And, yeah. of course, Vendetta is when she's, she really took the competition series and, and took it to another level. But, right. you know, and, and that's my thing is, don't get me wrong, no shade towards Ashley, no shade towards Amber B or Casey, but you can see... I guess to me, it's you have two or three women that are really competitive and then it's a big drop to everybody else. Right. Like even right now, it's Casey, Amber or Casey, Cam, Tori. Right. And then it's a fucking drop off in competition wise till everybody else. Right. Right. Amber might be in there. It's too early to tell with the guys. It's consistently like there's five or six guys that are really fucking good. Compete with each other. Compete. And if they're on the same season together. Like it's a coin flip, right? Like if you have bananas, CT, Jordan, Darrell, Derek, and Wes, it's a fucking coin flip at that point, right? Yeah. But if we stack up like the top women, like we were just doing, it's like, oh, well, if Emily or Jenny there or Kara, it's a fucking wrap. You're fucked. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, if you, if you looked at, if you look at Emmy in the very opening of this season, probably most of us would have counted her out just because we had no idea who she was. All we were basing it off of is the very limited information that we had because she's coming from a show from another country. And then she just sort of like immediately started stacking up wins and became who we saw in the final. But not to say it's fluke because that's a discredit to her because she's a badass, but there weren't that many solid rookies this season. And I think that's what, if, if we had the same number of rookies, but they were all at the level of like your Logans and like Emmy and Michelle and Emmanuel and people like that, people aren't going to complain as much as they complained because like you had people like Renan who was sort of like a one and done and wasn't really a part of that elimination. And I mean, he was injured as well. So, I mean, that's not working in his favor, but 
I would love to say that a season would be better with like a total madness amount of rookies, but then the same thing's going to happen where the vets just pick them off. And I think that production tried to overcompensate for it by putting a majority of rookies in, but then it didn't really do anything because the vets have all played together before. So they can easily band together. Whereas you've got a bunch of rookies from different shows from different countries who have never spoken to each other. I mean, even just the three from survivor, Michelle and Tommy knew each other. Michaela didn't know them very well at all and was sort of thrust into an alliance with them out of necessity, not even convenience, but necessity. And then they immediately threw her under the bus. Oh yeah. Because there's no, there's no rapport built there. Like there is the rest. And by the time that they really saw that, like they could do something, they were, it was too far gone to actually do anything. Well, yeah. And this season would have been a lot different. I think if it wasn't been an international cast, right? Yeah. Like if you would have pulled, you know, the, was it the Inferno rule for rookies three seasons or whatever it is? Something like that. Yeah. 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 If you would have pulled like those kind of rookies into a season where you have, you know, people that have some experience, we have a totally different type of game. That's a lot more dynamic and interesting. I mean, I think that was the biggest knock on this season is like everybody knew what was happening until about episode 12 or 13. And then it was like, oh, okay, now this is going to get a little bit interesting. So I think we're all in accordance that it's, you know, All-Stars is on the right trajectory. Flagship still holds that top spot, but they need to stop fucking up. Yeah, they got to get this casting. Otherwise, they're going to be they're going to be like Craig from Friday and get fired on their day off for stealing boxes. (laughs) All-Stars is not playing around. They're they're bringing the right people. And like you said about um, the upcoming cast, I know too. And if it continues in that trend, we're going to have a different discussion here down the road very quickly. Oh, it's going to change up real quick. Like, and especially from the rumor being that all stars three is going to air before 38 even begins filming. Yeah. So that's all stars three is done. Yeah. It's 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 already filmed. So, I, I mean, my, I'm I'm guessing we're going to have that like first or second week of March is my guesstimate. And then they're going to run that and that's going to take the time it takes to film 38. And then we're going to get about a week to two after they, the winners actually win to when the first episode airs, which is very similar to what they did with 37. Like, you know, because a little overlap, obviously because we run a group, we have, we don't have to know and not everybody on our team knows, but some of us do know spoilers so we can kind of catch them when they get out there. And it doesn't bother me. I actually, it makes me watch the show a little bit more because I'm like, okay, I know, but I want to know how it happened. Yeah. How and what and why. Yeah. Huh? (laughs) Like I want, like I I've got the meat, but I also need the potatoes too. Like I need both. Yes. I'm selfish like that. I'm never satisfied. It's a curse. Great. Now with all that as a whole, (laughs) I must call it an evening. Fire synonym. Thank you, sir. I'll be it. We love you, Josh. I'll be it. Um, I love you immensely, Josh. We are so happy you could hop on with us. We know you've had a crazy fucking day of travel and the dedication to make both interviews today and then turn around and bring <laughs> hop on here. Thank you, sir. Well, I was on one for what well, seemed like five minutes, but you know, and then it was, you know, the other, the other one told me to 
to not talk because of who my teens were and you know whatever that's just how it goes sometimes <laughs> bro you know what sometimes you just have to internalize those things like i did with anisa like i just it's my my bucket list is fulfilled because anisa's yelled at me sure. you, man. have a good night we're gonna close right, out talk to y'all later. Yeah. we'll talk have to you soon one. all right all right now that josh is gone let's have a real debate <laughs> Start again. Start all over from the top. Let's go from the top and let's all all agree just to make it even worse. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love Josh, even if he is a Kansas City Chiefs fan. Oh, my God. I'm going to take a quick pause and run to the washroom, and then we can talk about whatever the hell or end. Okay, that sounds Sounds good because I'm going to step out to the garage for like two minutes, and I'll be right back. So uh, me and Karina were talking about how we should bring up another topic, but it would be wrong to do without Josh, but we could just impose him saying, yes, I agree. Corey Lay, <laughs> the blues. Oh, oh my God. That's not right. Oh my God. That's not fucking what right. The fuck. Do you have a bug on your phone or something? You can't hear us yet. What's going on? Back from Welcome the dead. Back. Yeah. Back what? from the dead. Once again, he's risen. And it's I, how does he keep were doing your Corey this? Lay senses tingling? Why did how does he keep doing this every time we're talking about Josh? He hops on the fucking call. I don't like, fucking like this, bro. It's so spooky. weird. Am I three for three? I feel like you got the fucking house bugged or something. I'm yeah. like, what the fuck? Looking in the corner. I was, and shit. I was telling Tony when me and Karina stepped away for a second because we just took a quick like two minute break. Um, and I said, you know, are we going to discuss another topic? And she's like, no, we shouldn't. Cause we've had Josh on three. There's no point in doing another topic and then not having him on there. And she was like, well, I could just superimpose him saying, I agree. Corey lay. I agree. <laughs> Blues. <laughs> Blues. Go Kansas city. Wes, Nehemiah. I'll just take clips from all of our, all of our episodes and just make it sound like you're there. It'll be fine. It'll work. Right, so what's, What's the fourth topic? We don't have a fourth we topic. We weren't going to do oh. it. <laughs> we were just talking shit. We were coming back in to we close out gonna, the show. Yeah, we were just going to come in oh. and just kind of go over like some stuff we've got coming up and then just kind of close out. Okay. Unless you guys want to do another topic. I yeah. just, I don't know. Well, it's up on Tony because Tony's the one that's like super late. What happened to you? Technically, you we're take a literal power nap. I don't understand what happened. So, what what, what had happened was, um, I, I, I went upstairs to be like, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna watch this or watch that," you know, because I I got to get up early to take the kids to work and everything. And she's like, "I'm stuck watching this. There's only so many episodes are. You know how I am. Go sleep on the couch. Not really sleep on the couch, but I'm like, if I go downstairs to like watch something, I'm gonna fall asleep on the couch and wake me up. But I'm like. All right, go do. Oh, well, let me go see if they're still on. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, shit. Since we're all here, I mean, fuck it. Let's talk about it. What's something you guys would like to see on Thirty Eight? A good cast. Ha. Michaela. <laughs> yeah, I know you want to see Michelle, Michaela back, and perhaps. Well, Michaela. <laughs> Not nothing against Michelle, but I want to see Michaela back more. Why? Yeah. Hmm? Jay, CJ, Why? come back. Oh, I want to see Michaela back uh, because she's an absolute beast that didn't really get the opportunity to showcase what she's actually got. Um, Cause like, I forget who it was from production, but one of them was on Tori and Anissa's podcast and they were talking about whether or not they were surprised that the vets were able to stay together or like how the show had gone that far. And whoever it was that they were talking to said like, they were super shocked that for one, the vets didn't cannibalize themselves immediately 
but also that super strong players like Michaela went out so early, which was reassuring for me because I didn't know how many people actually knew her game. And I didn't know how closely production looked at who they brought on. But the fact that they, he had said like, I was super shocked that Michaela went home first because she is an absolute beast, both in challenges and socially. Michelle is like, I like Michelle fine, but her win is sort of like a win that split fans because you either really liked her gameplay or you really liked Aubrey's gameplay. And I really liked Aubrey's gameplay. Um, And I'm a huge Aubrey fan, not to discredit Michelle's win because as much as I can want somebody else to win, I'm a firm believer in the person who wins that season is the person who's supposed to win that season because it's ultimately up to that jury. So no matter how that jury votes, that's how the jury is supposed to vote. That's who wins. And I'm okay with that. But with, with Michelle, like I, it took me a while to warm to her. If it wasn't for season 40, where she came back and placed third, then or I think she actually plays second. I would have a complete, like I wouldn't really know that much of her game because I saw her initial season and then didn't really pay attention to her that much afterwards. But she is one of, if not the only survivor player to play multiple seasons and never be voted out. Yeah. I I remember reading that after she had um, lost her elimination on the challenge and it was like some insane amount of days that she had been on reality TV straight before yeah, she I, finally got eliminated on the challenge because she had won hers and then made it through the end of the other two or whatever. And then, yeah. yeah. So like, that's, that's really impressive. And, but I, but I see where you stand with that because like, I kind of have that same issue with like big brother um, and with Josh's season, you know, and not to take anything away from Josh. Um, he won his season and there's a strong argument for him winning. And there's also a strong argument for the other person that was sitting next to him when the jury voted And it just kind of comes down to whose kind of gameplay you value more. And I personally like the other person's more, but it doesn't necessarily like, so I'm like, I would have loved for Paul A to win. um, And I was rooting for him and I think he should have won, but I understand why the jury voted for Josh and why Josh ended up winning that season. So, you know, but I mean, kind of talking about people we'd like to see, I mean, (laughs) Paul A would be awesome, but if we're going with like actual people, that I think could conceivably come onto the show and do really well. And I know this isn't going to mean much to you two, but you'll know who I'm talking about is one of them is I think Xavier from this most recent season of big brother would be amazing. And then also I might need you. I can't remember his name. I want to say maybe his name was Christian. The guy with the curl with the yes. curly hair. Yes. He dude, that guy is something fucking else. And I think he could come on and he would be a really awesome addition to the big brother players in the challenge. Josh, what do you think? What would you like to see in the next, in the next flagship 38? Okay. So I like for them to steal an ideal from all stars and bring back somebody that we haven't seen in a while that can still rock it like Marlon. I, I would love to see, you know, Jordan come back. Wes, I know that's probably not going to happen. Maybe we already have bananas on the line on the fence. You know, CT's busy making a movie. Corey's going to, um, is talking about spending time with the kids, missing a season or two. And we, we we've talked about who's going to step up and, you know, this is a perfect time for Nelson, but 
I, I really think it's a time to, to reach back into the old bag of tricks and bring somebody up that we haven't seen in a while and be like, all right, you're back. Let's see what you got. Like Brandon. Yes. Bring back Brandon, bring back Marlon, bring back those type of players that we didn't get to see that much that can still do it and can yeah, still, absolutely. you know, affect this game moving forward still for multiple seasons to come, not just come back once. Yeah, I think no. that's sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I was just going to say, I think that's too, like, that's also why you're starting to see like progressively more stacked casts on all-stars is because the people that we've been watching and the people that have been on past seasons now have families, now have jobs, now have kids. And the time frame is different. I know we touched on it, but like, it's a lot easier to piece out for like three to four weeks than it is to piece out for like a couple months to shoot. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know that I couldn't get that time off from my job. No, neither get three months off from work. Who'd like, yeah. who can do that? Like Jesus. I'm, I've, I've got a great benefits package where I get three weeks PTO, you know, yes. and that's more than a lot of people, especially in America. You know what I mean? So the idea of being gone, you know, even double that six weeks, like the old yeah. flagship used to be is, but 90 days, it's not possible, you know? No. Um, I would like to see a, a couple different things happen in 38 and it echoes everything you guys said. Um, I would like to see them bring back some rookies that are the strong rookies. You know, you don't need to, I love big T and she has a place in the show, but don't bring back the big T esque of this last season. Like don't, I don't need to see Renan back. You know what I mean? I would much rather see Corey Lay and Michaela back, right? Or Emmanuel or Emmy. Uh, yep. I'm okay with those rookies coming back. I would love to see them, as Josh said, dive back into the history and bring back some people that are that can really challenge this Big Brother Alliance and you know AYTO. You know, we're all going on vacation. You know, mm-hmm. thing together to Mexico and work with Kyle to send them all home early. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love them all, but Kyle's post was fucking hilarious. If you haven't seen it, go it check was. it out. It's fucking so funny. It's funny as shit. Oh my God. Um, and then I know MTV has teased the fandom with like, what would you like to see a rival season or a battle of the exes? And, and I've made hypotheticals based off both of those that lead to another trilogy with season 40, which I will not go into because I've explained enough. Um, but I would actually be okay if they did like a cutthroat, but they broke it up based on, you know, your time in the game, right? Like you've got your vets, your solid vets, like bananas, uh, you know, the guys that have done seven plus seasons, guys and gals, if you can find them, right? Like some solid vets, like your Anisa's, right? And then you have a group of like mid-tier like your Tories, uh, your Nelsons, your, well, I guess Nelson would be a, a vet now, but your Kyle's or your Josh's and Fessies. And then you have, you know, the relative rookies, like your Michaela, your Corey Lay, uh, your Kells, um, Nom, you know, Nom's a guy I would love oh, to see yeah. come back. I mean, I think he caught a raw deal. He caught the Cahuda yeah. of the main show. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, so like those are guys I would like to see, or people I would like to see back. I, I want to see strong competition. I would love to see people that have only done one and done's come back like Marlon. Yes. Um, but yeah, casting, casting needs to do something with this. And I don't care if there's explosions or not. That doesn't really bother me. Just give me good competitive drama. 
that's what I want. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing, you know, and we've talked about this before is that when you factor in like that competitive drama versus the, you know, we've pizza hooked gate up drama, pizza gate and we've hooked up with the same guy. So I'm going to, you know, be a bitch to you all season. And, you know, or like you, you're not friends with my friend, like just stupid fucking drama. Like it's so lame. And I think that, you know, I, I do. I think that that's one of the things that the flagship is missing is that competitive drama. Right. And then I, 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 I do, I, I got to agree also with like what Josh said, because I think like, you, and what you said, you know, I think bringing in those people who aren't afraid to come in and, and challenge the current like top runners for the show are needed right now. You know, like even aside from like being a, being willing to go in and like go against big brother or go against AYTO, you know, we have people like, you know, like Marlon, who's like, yeah, I'll go in and call CT down to an elimination. I don't give a fuck. Like, he's not going to ride to the end. And if he beats me, he beats me, but he's not going to fucking make it to the end without having to go in if I'm there. And like, that's what we need. Like, that's the energy we need. And it's been missing since all of our, you know, favorite goats. And of course, there are favorites for a fucking reason, but it's definitely been missing since they've been like filtering off of the show. Um, and but I think that there are other people, like you said, especially with the, you know, single season type people who really showed that like ability and desire to play the game that way, but just didn't fucking get brought back. And I, I don't get it. So I'm down for a Marlon. I'm down for a Brandon. You know, I of course, like as far as the rookies go, Corey Lay would love to see him back. Emmy would love to see her back. Um, you know, I would even love to see Emmanuel back. I know that's kind of like a. It, no, it, it, the, the, the fan base seems like one day they're like, yeah. And then the next day they're like, man. And then the next day they're like, yeah, like they don't know what the fuck they want, but I like Emmanuel. And I think that he really brought um, an interesting side, especially in like his confessionals and stuff to the show. And he competed really well. So I just, I don't know why people don't like him, but I guess because he didn't cause drama and stuff, but some people See, just don't play like that. Always has a smile on his face. Yeah, like to me, he's non-negotiable for one of the people that needs to come back. Like the I think that they need to do something like lock to they're gonna need to do something to circumvent vets banding together. And I think the easiest way to do that is to do a mentor mentee season where they pair a rookie, whether it's like a one, like if it's Emmanuel and Emmy and Logan and them, if they're still considered rookies for this, that's fine by me because it gives them a chance to showcase more of what they've got. And then they're paired with somebody like your Tories, your cams, your CTs, your whoever's for the whole season. You're not switching. You're not moving things around. You are paired with this person from day one until the final. And there's no question about it. You're not switching up at the final this is your partner. You have to teach them how to play this game because otherwise you're both sunk. Like that to me, would be an incredibly interesting season. And like Rick said, I don't care if there's explosions. I don't care what the theme is. If you have a new, like a rookie or this is their second season, or this is their first season. And then you have somebody who is either a staple of the show or who's been away for a while and is back. And you let them rock their way through that season, no matter how you slice it, no matter what twists and turns you throw in, that's going to be a solid season. 
Oh yeah. It, it, it's like fresh meat, except, you know, obviously like some of these people would have, you know, have already played if they're considered rookies or, you know, yeah. whatever you want to call it. But, but I do, I like that. I like that approach of like, here's your, your mentee or whatever. Right. And you are stuck with them. You are responsible for them yeah. and their, their success in this game. And if they're not successful, you're not successful. Right. And I think that that was a, I don't know if, if, if the season, if spies, lies and allies was designed specifically to make rookies lives miserable because it fucking <laughs> seems like they designed it specifically for rookies to be targeted from day one. Um, but I think that that was a major flaw in what f the fan, the fandom didn't really like in the layout yeah. of spies, lies and allies was that you were able to switch up your partner so much that you didn't have to be fucking loyal to anybody. And it didn't matter. You know what I mean? Like you could just go in and get a new partner. You could get your partner sent in or called down or whatever so that you don't have to be with them anymore. Um, and I think that, I mean, it, it did add, you know, some, some, uh, drama. Obviously, we got the whole Berna Emmy thing because, you know, Berna was all boohoo because Emmy took CT. Um, but, you know, but at the same time, again, it's 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 like superficial drama to me. Like that was so just like, girl, calm down. Like it's the game. That's what they're supposed to do. That's the point. So I don't want people to keep playing fucking scared games. No. Like, and I feel like that has been the consistent theme over the last three seasons with Total Madness, Double Agents, and Spies, Lies, and Allies. Now, I do understand playing a more subdued and controlled game when you have to go into elimination to make a final. So you really want to be tactical about who you're going to pick to go into that elimination. And we saw that uh, play out with CT... Um, and then we also saw it, how it played out with Bananas and Wes and Total Madness. So I understand that. But like this season, even when we got down to the vets, it was a lot of scared game. You know, it was a lot of I think I've done a lot for this team or I've helped everybody out. I've carried everybody, I've carried here. everybody here. I've, you know, don't put me in. And it's like, no, man, fuck that. Go in and we're. And this is one of my main arguments with all stars is it's the exact fucking opposite on all stars where everybody's like, let's be kumbaya and I'm going to go in. It's like, no, man, fuck that fight. Don't volunteer. That's like my biggest knock on all stars season one is like, don't volunteer. Like everybody was just volunteering week see, after week. Yeah. And that's what I don't get because, okay. So like one of the big things that's going around right now on like Twitter and Instagram and stuff about the, the face, uh, the flagship show is that it's all kumbaya, everybody makes best friends, everybody's friends, blah, 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 blah. And, and that's why All-Stars is better. And I'm like, where? Where is that not the same on All-Stars? Like people are volunteering for, you know, and I know two was a little bit more cutthroat than one, um, but really not that much. Like it's if you still, break it down, it really wasn't. It's still just divided to two separate alliances in the house. And it was super predictable, you know, especially once, uh, who was it? It was Casey and... Um, Kahuta, were they the two that won and they figured out how to flush out the lifesaver? I don't think, was it Kahuta with her? No, it was it was Casey and who the fuck was with her? Gosh, I can't remember. I can't remember. But anyway, if you watched All Stars 2, you know what I'm talking about. It was the one elimination, or it was that daily that Casey had won or whatever. And I can't remember who won with her, but they figured out how to flush out the life shields so that they couldn't be used 
to protect the person that they were actually going after. And once that was figured out, like it was just so predictable from there. And I think that that was a major flaw in the de- the game design on All-Stars. And I think that it could have easily been mitigated. And I hope that the producers noticed it. <laughs> yeah, I mean- yeah. Either, I was just going to say either that they like, I'm fine with keeping that element, but they need to find a way to not have that happen again because it's the same as like Tori says, then every time after TJ's done explaining the rules, everybody looks at Devin and says, how do we work around them? Right. Like that's all they did is they just found a way to neutralize it and then continue to play in the game the way that they wanted to play the game, which should be, should be proof that they don't want to play the game with like the neutralizers or whatever the hell they're called. Well, it just it, it it pretty much made like the whole life shield situation pointless, and and it and it it crossed it out pretty much. You know what I mean? Because like you could just say if you win an elimination, you're safe from the next elimination, which they've done on challenges before. You know, but if they applied the life shield in a way to where you know your life shield, you know, if you put the life shield person up and they save themselves, they choose who replaces them. And that would be an interesting dynamic to that game format, in my opinion. I think we could also harken back to what Marlon said, which was um, do a completely different twist where, you know, last place goes in no matter what, which is normal or or is consistent with a lot of seasons. And then you have the house vote on who they want to go against him. And then all the votes get revealed and the bottom place team gets to pick who they go against, you know, like spice up, make it where the gameplay can't be so safe. Like there has to be some messy moves yeah. and there's going to be bloodshed because people are going to find out like this whole secret vote shit. Get rid of that. I hate the secret vote. I hate secret. Put it out in the open. I want everybody to know. Um, What was that? Final reckoning? Yeah, final reckoning where they lit up the floor. Yeah, yeah. So that way, all of a sudden, everybody gets fucking exposed. But then the bottom place team could be like, it doesn't matter if you want us to go against, you know, Tony and bananas. We're we're picking Amanda and Zach, you know, whatever, you know. So I think that would be I think that was a really interesting idea um, and lends itself to a more messy game. That's more fun for us as viewers. Yeah. And then I think another great thing that they could do and kind of touch on what you guys have been going back and forth in is stop bringing either not enough twists or too many like in in double agents it seemed like every fucking week was a twist and tj's like but Mm. this week you get to pick a new partner you know and then it was like every week it was something or oh you've won your skull but you're still available to go in you know kind of thing um, where in all stars, there needed to be another twist about, I don't know, two thirds of the way through the season where the life shield or whatever it was called was switched up and something changed because it became so predictable. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I, I do agree with that, you know, with there being like too many twists sometimes I think that, and I get why they do it. You know, they're trying to make it unpredictable for the cast. They're trying to make it unpredictable for the fans. Uh, because it started to get to the point where, like, you could just pretty much predict, like, it's a girl's day, it's a guy's day, they're going to do this, they're going to do trivia, they're going to whatever, you know. And so I, I get why they do it, but I do think that sometimes they do go overboard, and Double Agents was a perfect example of that. <laughs> okay, one last final idea for me, and then I have no more solid brain function going other than for a closing. And so I'm going to let you and Josh and Tony go after this, but... 
I think it would be a cool idea if they did something very similar to Final Reckoning again, where you go down to an elimination, you go to a redemption house, but in order to get back in the game, you have to go against mercenaries. And if they beat you, they take your place in the main game. And there is no more redemption house for you at that point. You're, you're done. So those mercenaries have a chance to come back. And then that way you have multiple mercenaries coming in for like, you know, you do the first five to seven episodes and then start and then do a purge or something. And almost have like a whole new cast by the time you make it to the final. But you know, that would really change it up. Yeah. Crazy. But no partner switching. Like, so if the mercenaries, like it was, you know, let's say, I, I know this is just hypothetical and it won't happen, but let's say like Cam and Leroy, right? Like Cam and Leroy are partnered um, the whole season, no matter what happens, even though they came in as mercenaries and vice versa, if you came in and you were partnered, you know, Fessy and fucking CT, they're partners the whole thing. Let's stop the switching stuff. Let's, let's yeah. partnered seasons only work if you're partnered the whole season, in my opinion. Yeah. So be- before we totally close out of here, I have one last thing to throw onto this conversation that I want to know your guys' opinion on skulls. Do we like the skulls? Do we want to see the skulls? You have to go in an elimination and win and get a skull to be able to go to TJ's final? Or do we not like that? How are we feeling? I like it. Um, but like like Rick was saying, it's just like once you earn that skull, um, somebody's able to steal it from you. And I'm just like, so do you want to win it early? Do you want to win it last? I mean, everybody wants a skull, but then you could steal it. It's like, no, well, there's so many skulls, and once you win a skull, you're good. But then that takes away your competitive side for the rest of the rest of the season. So, you know, I'm kind of like, mm. that's where I'm at. It's just like, yeah, I, I like the idea of having to earn your spot. Um, and I, I'm always for that, whether it's the skull or not. I feel like if you don't go down and win an elimination, your win, if you win that season, it sits under somebody who went into an elimination and won, won that season. So you're discounting CT's win this year? I say it's the Okay, he's got multiple season wins. So I when know, I look at it this with you. way. I'm just fucking with you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I know. You, know what I, you know what I'm saying? If you go it, down yeah. there, it does. I, I feel like if you earn your spot, like they constantly say you have to earn your stripes, but you can't. A vet cannot tell somebody go earn your stripes when I'm not going to see the floor. I'm not going to see an elimination. Right. So even though I have in the past this season, I'm going to win and not see the floor. You know, we, you know, both winners did that. So, yeah. Yeah. No. And, and and, yeah, I I agree. What do you think, Tony? So I'm going to put a twist on it and I will get your take on it. I like the idea of skulls. I don't like the idea of skulls in the aspect of in the beginning the bigger guys just take out the smaller guys the stronger girls just take out the weaker girls and then it's just like a weird dance towards the end of like who is the weakest person that i can take a skull from what i would like to see is yes you need a skull to get into the final but when you go down to the floor to go into elimination you're going against a mercenary that has a skull. Oh, okay. I like you that. have to win the skull from a mercenary in order to go into the final. And that negates picking off people that are on your own season. Ooh. You have to go in against somebody who's not necessarily also playing the game. 
and they don't necessarily replace you either. They're basically like the keepers of the skulls and you have to beat a mercenary in order to get a skull in order to run the final. I just got heavy American gladiator vibes from that. (laughs) Dude, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. So here's my thing on the skulls. Um, First, I think the skulls would have held a lot more weight and a lot more people would enjoy them in the fandom is if one of those seasons we got to the end and someone didn't get eliminated and didn't go into elimination, didn't have a skull and had to get kicked off because that didn't happen. It holds a lot less weight of, Oh, it's a skull. It's really hard to get. It's, it's really, you know, I have to go out of my way. It seems. Yeah. Like if they said, look, there's, 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 you know, eight skulls. And when these eight skulls are up, when these eight skulls are taken, you're fucked. Like if you don't have a skull, you're going home, you know, and there's a person or two at the end that doesn't have a skull and they end up getting fucking kicked off and sent home. No elimination, nothing. Sorry about your luck. Bye. So I think, yeah, I, I think they missed a very solid opportunity at that point. Right. I think the skull theme will work. It just will not work the way it did in total Madison, total madness and double agents it needs to be set up where it's somehow random where there can't be that, you know, big guy goes against little guy. It needs to be like, you know, okay, you lost the daily, like what they did this year, you get to pick who you go against up there. Right. You know what I mean? So that way someone like, you know, for instance, uh, big T or, you know, someone who's doesn't have the greatest experience with dailies ends up, um, you know, getting, a little to, bit better getting to sure. choose their fate. Like yeah. they, it's not like, Oh, it's going to be Amber M versus Tory deal. It's instead, it's going to be, you know, Amber M versus big T and then, you know, so on and so forth. But I think the players are smart enough, especially if Devin's on the season, they'll figure out a workaround on it. You know what I mean? Like Tory will be like, oh, I just want to go in. I'm going to go against that girl. That's five, one in about 85 pounds. <laughs> Amanda Satchel part two. Can that be a requirement? Like, in order to run TJ's final, you've had to carry someone against uh, across the elimination ring against their fucking will. <laughs> like, that's the skull. That's how you get a skull. You have to physically carry some motherfucker across a ring. <laughs> I don't see that happening. We'd have no. what, like a three person final, and that's all men happen. and women included. And <laughs> Tori on- wins for the women right off the bat. And on a side note, I want to say this from earlier um, I am not familiar with Survivor at all. But I do want to make a very strong point that it was really Corey Lay and Michelle versus Michaela, because oh, yeah. yes, I've watched 100%. that back a couple times and no offense to run in. And I don't know if he'll even hear this or understand it. Cause I believe he's Dutch crazy Dutch bastard. God. I'm Dutch too. So it's fair. You're allowed to say, it. yeah, I'm allowed to say it, but I think it was a showcase of how good Michaela could be on a physical aspect that, it wasn't a walk in the park for Corey and Michelle. Yeah. Yeah. And and we all are big fans of Corey here and we all think he could cause some serious damage in a show in I a season where it's not fucking 17 vets versus 20 rookies who have no clue what's going on. Yeah. No, I right? hope he does. I hope he does. I would love to see like Corey Lay get teamed up with like someone like Wes or Jordan though. God, That'd be so awesome. So fucking cool. Oh my God. Or could you great. Marlon being considered kind of a rookie because he's only done one year and he ends up having to get paired with like fucking like Darrell or Derek K. Oh, that would be interesting too. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
I don't know. I'm just starting. I could sit here and talk all night about hypotheticals. We could. We but... really could sit here and talk all night about hypotheticals and throwing around ideas and making our <laughs> like, you know, ideal partners and stuff. But unfortunately, but we, we all have lots to do and we have two more fucking interviews. Tomorrow. Oh, what's up, Tony? Sorry, I wasn't I wasn't paying attention. No worries. I just wanted to throw out one thing that we can talk about. We don't have to necessarily break down tonight, but to like stick a pin in for a later episode to fully break down. My friend Katie was listening to last week's and she had said that she would like to see, and now I really want to see it a battle of the shows and have four person teams, same as battle of the seasons, but have like survivor. Are you the one big brother, like road rules, real world. And we could, Now we can cast it on a different episode, but like, I think that that would be a stellar. stellar That would be, that would be a lot of fun. It'd be hard for road rules to get. Where does Corey lay end up on that list? I think you could throw him into AYTO because it's a dating show similar to 12, the one he did. The 12 days. Or you would Um, even have like a, like a fresh meat sort of uh, team Where it's like the well. UK players, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Can I ask sure. a, a hypothetical question about that conversation that we're not going to have tonight just for, so I can put a pin in this thought? Oh my God. Yes. A pin in a pin? A pin within a pin within a pin. It's it's the fucking inception of pins. Pinception. Okay. We've pinception. all got pins in this one. Um, Would the cast from these shows have to have already done a season of the challenge? Or I would say you could almost depend like because there aren't too many feeder shows, you could probably have like a team of survivor players that have played before and a team of survivor players that are rookies and do the same with big brother, do the same with, are you the one, if you can figure it out. Right. Or you do like two and two. I might, I might just have like an alternate list of like a wish list and a more realistic, yeah. like they are going to cast because they've already casted these people. Yeah. Because yeah. like just thinking big brother and I'm sure you're thinking the same thing survivor wise, which is like, don't get me wrong. Like Jay's really good and, and Michaela's really good, but I'm sure like there's some other players on there that you would really like to see. And it goes the same for big brother with. Oh me. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Totally. No, I think that would be a fun conversation. I definitely think that we should do an episode on that. Um, I know that we've got a lot of like fun little topics coming up. We've got some more serious ones coming up um, here soon. We've got a crap ton of interviews. I don't even know where to start with that, guys. Like we've literally double and triple booked our weekends and we have so many interviews for you guys that now it's coming down to what order do we want to give these out to you guys <laughs> we might have to put a poll up like which one do you want to hear first yeah we might do that so watch on the ig and then another thing i'm going to throw up on the ig just because we weren't able to come to like a solid conclusion um especially well i'll probably put all three of our topics up just to see what you guys thought about um what we kind of concluded for tonight um, but I'm especially going to put up the the best season formats because I know that we were all kind of sitting in different areas on that one other than rivals, of course. Um, so I'm going to put that up. Keep an eye out on IG for that. And yeah, definitely watch out for these interviews. We've got a lot of really awesome ones coming out. Derek C was just recently released. So if you haven't heard that, go listen to it. He is such a fun. He was such a fun guest. He was so open with us and just so authentically himself. Plus, like he clears up a lot of 
misnomers misinformation out in the fan base um so make sure that you guys go check that out and and you know download the episode all that fun stuff because derek is just he's just such a joy and then yeah i mean i I can't really think of anything else off the top i know we have a couple other collaborations with some other podcasts coming up probably here within the next few weeks and stuff it's just going to come down to scheduling and all of that but those collaborations are going to be extra exciting because like, I'm I'm not going to give too much away about them. Yeah, let's not. But we're going to have some guests. So we're going to have some guests, guys. So just, you know, just watch. Fucking podcast. Fucking Your name is not Marlon, so. All right. <laughs> so you, don't, you don't get two episodes. <laughs> yeah, like. I've, I've already got three. Right. <laughs> you're just part of the gang now. Yeah, you're just. <laughs> You're just part of it. There's, <laughs> you're not. It's not featuring Tony Lance. You're just a part of the show. No. You're, yeah, you're, yeah. You're it. not a. It you're was. not a special guest anymore. I saw the change in the write up, and I was like, "Oh, okay." I right, you're in the group chat now. You're locked yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, you're in the podcast. In <laughs> that's the official. official now. Yeah, yeah, that's the. That's how you know shit's fucking official, like a referee whistle. Oh shit! All right, man. <laughs> return of the man oh my god return can Wait, we close this out hold up, it's, hold up. are you yeah because i got like five percent so okay well this will only don't take one five seconds me. you're 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 interrupting me and i'm gonna forget about this and i can't that's fine because so, you're gonna do it anyway exactly karina are you two favorite colors green and gold green for the money gold for the honey you're so stupid <laughs> <laughs> will you close out the fucking show so you me that fucking joke just closed it out <laughs> guys that was a joke. girls everyone thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us discuss this hodgepodge of different <laughs> questions tonight everything from favorite challenge season format to uh who's better ayto big brother survivor to all stars versus the flagship show we've had a great time discussing this i know there wasn't a ton of arguing a ton of debating but you know great minds think alike and- i think there were some solid points made though on each side of this of the you know view like agreed you know what i'm saying i i, I it's like if a- there was a page we'd both be on it yes i'm sorry um so with that being said, from myself, Ricky Hayes, my beautiful wife, Karina Hayes, the wonderful, the statistician. I mean, he's got the fucking glasses to go with it. Tony fucking Lance. <laughs> and then just to accentuate this some more, he's risen from death twice tonight. Just popped <laughs> up like, I'm not going to make the podcast. I'm not going to be able to do it. All right, oh. guys, and then shows up. All right, guys, I got to go. Boom. I'm back. Let's finish this. Josh. I almost want to use Jesus Christ chambers, but I feel like that's wrong. So I'm going to say Same Josh. Initials. Yeah, Same initials. It, it's not a coincidence, folks. It's not a coincidence. <laughs> Josh motherfucking chambers, AKA Jesus Christ. <laughs> Guys, Super thank you. <laughs> Jesus, I can't break down the song yet. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We really do appreciate it. If you have not yet, please subscribe, download the episode. Uh, leave us a five-star rating. If you're going to leave us anything less than that, do it to somebody else's podcast. We love you guys. Good night. Bye. Good night. See ya. Bye.